Welcome. You're listening to a podcast by the International Bolshevik Tendency, a Marxist organization fighting for international working class revolution to overthrow global capitalism. We can be found online at Bolshevik.org, on Facebook at Bolsheviks, on Twitter and YouTube at IBT1917, and Instagram at Bolsheviks1917. The following are remarks made by an IBT spokesperson on a panel discussion entitled Understanding Palestine, Critical Insights and a Way Forward at Brock University in St. Catharines, Canada on 24 January 2024. Uh, And thank you to uh, QP4207 for organizing the event uh, and inviting me to speak on the, the panel Um, The Israeli government insists that Tel Aviv's current relentless and brutal bombing campaign against the inhabitants of Gaza is a so-called war against Hamas that was initiated by the attack on Israeli territory on the 7th of October. In fact, the current campaign, which can hardly be described as a war, constitutes a bloody escalation of the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian population that goes back to 1948 and and before. Israel is carrying out a genocide of the Palestinian people right before our eyes. Whatever remains of the Palestinians after the onslaught is over, whether in in a devastated Gaza or in the West Bank, will experience a level of oppression even greater than that they have endured under Israeli apartheid to date. As a Marxist, I and my organization, the International Bolshevik Tendency, stand in solidarity with the Palestinians and demand an immediate end to Israel's genocidal campaign. But as we've noted, verbal solidarity is not enough. What's needed is a strategy to end the slaughter and the generations-old oppression of the Palestinians. Such a strategy must be based on a materialist understanding of the causes of that oppression. I don't have time to review in detail the historical origins of the State of Israel with its dispossession of the Palestinians and the creation of a system of segregation reinforced through periodic military attacks alongside daily humiliations and near-daily killings of Palestinians. Instead, I want to point to the fact that Israel, as the original Zionist project envisioned, is a modern capitalist state and society. With imperialist assistance, the Zionists in the 1930s and 40s sought to construct a purely Jewish state in which the immigrant settler population not only owned the means of production and occupied all professional and politically significant posts, as, for instance, uh, in apartheid South Africa, but also comprised the entire labor force. Rather than seeking to exploit the indigenous population, the Zionist policy overall was to exclude them, expressed by Shimon Peres as maximum space, minimum Arabs. 
the expansionist dynamic of Zionism inherent in an ideological commitment to Eretz Israel is aimed at conquering land and resources, for instance, the Jordan Valley, for an exclusively Jewish capitalist state. The Zionist project was therefore much closer in some respects to white settler colonialism of North America rather than um, that of South Africa. The indigenous peoples were viewed as an obstruction to be removed, their lands taken. Now, that's important to understand because what it means is that Israel is a class-divided society. While the national oppression of the Palestinians is key to the Zionist project, insofar as it is based on the ongoing dispossession of the Palestinians, within Jewish-Israeli society, there are profound class contradictions that could be exploited to bring the Zionist state crashing down. Unfortunately, the minds of uh, the Israeli working class have largely been poisoned by the ideology of Zionism, which through the logic of Israeli apartheid has moved to the far right. But the material interests of Jewish Israeli workers stand in objective contradiction to those of Israeli capitalists. And that creates at least the possibility of driving a wedge between them. Now, our organization recognizes that in the lands of Israel-Palestine, there are now two distinct nations, the oppressed Palestinians and the dominant Jewish-Israeli nation. Now, unlike the Zionists, we don't recognize Jews all around the world as belonging to that nation, though they can become part of it by immigrating to Israel. These nations are intermingled on the same territory, and the national rights of the one cannot be met in full without suppressing, at least in some significant fashion, the rights of the other. Now, currently and obviously, the Jewish-Israeli nation is exercising its right to self-determination at the expense of the Palestinians, and it has taken its privilege to extremes in the current campaign. As Marxists, we seek to promote joint Arab-Jewish working-class struggle as the only way to destroy the Zionist state from within. We, th we therefore reject the taking of civilian hostages and indeed any deliberate targeting of civilians by Hamas, as such an approach harms the struggle for Palestinian liberation by undermining prospects of solidarity between the Arab and Jewish working classes. Israel, of course, has no qualms about killing Palestinian civilians en masse, as they're doing now. All of this produces more national hatred, more antagonism. Any successful and historically progressive resistance to the murderous suppression of the Palestinian population cannot proceed from the basis of nationalism. We argue that only socialism and working class solidarity offer a way out of the nightmare unfolding before us. As the Palestinians presently face a genocide 
by a militarily superior foe backed by several powerful imperialist countries. The most pressing concerns for the Palestinians are, of course, military in nature. Palestinian workers must fight the Israeli onslaught and block militarily, even with forces like Hamas. At the same time, however, the grip of the Hamas-led coalition on Palestinians in Gaza must be broken, and that means resolute political struggle against class collaboration, religious obscurantism, and chauvinism against Jews. In Israel, revolutionaries should, we believe, intervene in the ineffective and misled anti-war movement, advocating a multi-ethnic struggle that views the Israeli ruling class as the main enemy and promoting military defense of the Palestinians. Now, thousands of Israeli Jews already risk jail in uncoordinated efforts to avoid being conscripted into the IDF or have marched in defiance of increasingly draconian anti-protest measures. Marxists do not invest their hopes in these facts alone. Draft dodging and ceasefire marches highlight real cracks in the Zionist consensus, but what is required is effective working class leadership to exploit those openings by fighting for an anti-Zionist Arab Jewish workers defense force such an organization would defend Arab Israelis and protesters from violence and agitate within the demoralized and conscription-based IDF against the war aims of its generals. Marxists would struggle against reformist elements to give its work a revolutionary perspective. We say, not, we say Jewish workers fight to end the, the oppression of the Palestinians. The main enemy is at home. Turn your guns around, not Jew against Arab, but class against class. Only workers' power can lead to security, peace, and justice. In the Israeli labor movement, the main task is to break the power of the Arab exclusionist and corporatist bureaucrats aligned with the labor Zionist history Federation so that Arab and Jewish workers can build closer ties through shared struggle against the bosses, as often occurs in smaller independent unions. Chauvinism in the organized workers' movement created the basis for the current Likudnik and Kahanist dominance of Israeli politics by driving Jewish minorities into the arms of reaction. And as such, a special emphasis must be placed on winning over Israel's uh, discriminated minorities. Breaking down these divisions in the Jewish-Israeli nation is central to building support for socialist revolution in the region. As mentioned on October 16th, the Palestinian General Confederation of Trade Unions put out a call to the international trade union movement to, quote, refuse to build or transport weapons to Israel and to take action against complicit companies involved in implementing Israel's brutal and illegal siege. There have indeed been militant actions against Western imperialist aid to Israel, including blockades of factories owned by Israeli arms manufacturer Elbit Systems and 
the partial blocking of a U.S. military supply ship bound for Israel in Tacoma, Washington, which was loaded by Navy personnel after longshoremen refused. More recently, protesters shot down the port of Oakland, California, in defense of Gaza. Trade unionists in Belgium, Australia, and Spain have called for transport workers to refuse to handle military shipments bound for Israel. Port workers in Livorno, Italy, and Belgian transport workers have refused to load ships and planes containing weapons and explosives destined for Israel. Trade unionists and protesters in Britain blockaded entrances to BAE systems, suppliers of surveillance equipment to Israel, while U.S. workers and protesters blockaded Northrop Grumman, suppliers of bombers and missile systems. The Construction Workers Union of India refused to support genocidal attacks on Palestine and resisted attempts by the Modi government, the biggest buyer of Israeli weapons, to send Indian construction workers to replace the locked out and expelled Palestinian workers. Most union leaders have restricted themselves to issuing these, these paper statements, begging imperialist states to uh, broker a, a ceasefire or promoting uh, the BDS campaign, which we believe advocates personal consumer choice, uh, corporate goodwill, and imperialist sanctions instead of militant labor strikes at harbors, airports, and other strategic points. In Western imperialist countries like the US and Canada, where support for Israel's terror campaign against Gaza is still relatively high, Marxists intervene in the mass demonstrations and support the occupation and disruption of Israeli arms companies. However, the key is to unleash the power of the working class by politically defeating the reformist pro-Zionist labor bureaucracy that constrains the trade unions. Workers in the West must organize in their unions for strike actions against government support to Israel and for the blocking of any and all shipments to the IDF's war machine. Ultimately, the solution to the oppression of the Palestinians is the destruction of the State of Israel through joint working class struggle and the creation of a socialist federation of the Middle East. Now, we project that the joint struggle necessary to establish that framework will entail the creation of a binational Jewish Arab Palestinian worker state. It is necessary to build, we believe, a mass revolutionary workers' party, both in Israel, Palestine, and around the world, to fight for this perspective in the working class. And that is our project. And I encourage you to contact us if uh, you're interested in getting organized. And please check out our lit table at the back of the room. Thank you.